It's so good to be with you all this morning. Uh, as we did last week for the very first time, we're transitioning to a paperless worship service. So, in the past where we would have had paper bulletins with all of our order of service, all the prayers, scripture texts, hymns included, instead of the paper, you will see it all up here on the screen. Uh, we're going to continue to work on this, work out the bugs, make sure it works. Uh, I took some of your feedback from last week, uh, some of you who really needed it even just slightly larger in terms of the text, so hopefully it will be more visible for you. Uh, and we're also super happy to have Arlene with us again. Let's welcome Arlene back to joining us to playing the organ, so it's so great to be here. Thank you so much, Arlene. Uh, it's just a gift to be able to worship together. I know I've been talking with many of you and many others in our community uh, over the past week about uh, the news and just how as we keep seeing what's developing in Europe, uh, that it's sad, scary, uh, something that is definitely uh, causing a lot of grief. And so I invite you today to enter into worship uh, with each other, with community, uh, to center ourselves on the foundation of our faith so that we can be encouraged uh, and maybe even empowered uh, to whatever it is that God would have us do as we uh, encounter the challenges that we face in our world. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's begin our service of worship this morning by singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
see in the bulletin, the portions where I will be reading will be labeled with the P uh, for pastor or presider, and I've also made them a different color. Hopefully that makes it easy to see. And the portions you will read will be in the C in blue. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. One thing we ask of the Lord, this is what we seek. We dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives, to behold His beauty and honor His glory in the company of His people. Let us enter God's presence together, offering our worship and praise, singing and shouting with joy. Hear we are cry, O God, and respond with your grace. God of the covenant, in the mystery of the cross, you promise everlasting life to the world. Gather all peoples into your arms and shelter us with your mercy that we may rejoice in the life we share in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 15. I'm reading Genesis 15, 1 to 12, 17 to 18. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram, Arab. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Arab said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Elijah of Damascus, and Abraham said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born to my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, no one, but you, very own, your own very own issue, shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look towards heaven. And count the stars. If you are able to count them, then he said to him, You shall, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as a righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from your of the Calebs to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know what I shall pos- how I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other. But he did not cut the bird in two, and when the bird of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoky firepot and a flaming torch 
pass between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river of Euphorus. This is the word of the Lord. Continuing with our psalm read responsively, Psalm 27. Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of the whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. One thing I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off, do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. For teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And now our second reading from the letter of the Philippians. This scripture reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 to chapter 4, 1. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you, even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will tr- transform 
the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. This is the word of the Lord. And now continuing, we're going to sing our second hymn, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you were not willing. 
See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I don't know about you, but whenever we get to that time of the year where we have to change our clocks, it always makes me apprehensive. On Saturday night, as a pastor, I go through the house religiously, changing all my clocks, either forward or backward, depending on which one we're at, correct? And I always seem to find one the next morning that I forgot or didn't realize was a clock that I must not look at. And today that was my car clock, so thankfully I was already in the car on the way here, and change the time, but anyway, we can all empathize and pray for each other, right? (laughs) As we try to endure daylight savings. God created you and me with five senses. At least we have five senses built into our bodies. There is debate as to whether or not human beings have something called a sixth sense, something that transcends or stands outside our embodied experience. However, we know without a doubt that we've been given the senses of sight, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. We are sensory creatures. We engage our world through these five senses. When we lose one of our senses, we begin to rely on the others even more to connect and to relate. Scientific experiments have revealed that some people who lose their eyesight begin to have slightly more heightened hearing. Others who lose their hearing begin to have heightened sense of smell or touch. These senses are all interconnected inside you and me, and they help us to navigate life in our bodies. There are tremendous stories of people overcoming their loss of one of these senses, or more than one of these senses, and in so doing have become profoundly inspiring people to you and to me. One such person that many of us are familiar with is Helen Keller. Due to an illness at the age of two, Helen Keller was left both blind and deaf. Right during a time in her development as a human being where her brain was preparing to receive signals from other people to learn how to speak and communicate. That's what happens when you're a little kid or a toddler. You're absorbing all the sounds that you're hearing from people around you. You're watching, you're seeing. But this was not the case for Helen Keller. Many of us are familiar with her story and know that she went on, with the help of teachers and others, to learn how to communicate in spite of her loss of sight and hearing. When we read the Gospels, we see several stories where Jesus restored the sight of blind people and the hearing of deaf people and healed people of leprosy, which is a disease that robs you of your sense of touch, your ability to feel. And in fact, most of the time, when people develop a disease known as leprosy, their injuries are a result of touching things that normally their sense of touch would tell them to stop touching. Sharp things, hot things. And so because they can't feel those little bits of pain that would protect them, they end up injuring themselves. 
Most recently, during the COVID-19 pandemic, doctors and patients have discovered that COVID takes, can take people's sense of smell and taste away for months and months at a time. And in some extreme cases, people have lost these senses and not yet regained them. Our lectionary psalm for today that we read just a few moments ago, Psalm 27, said things, very powerful things about our senses. In verses 8 and 9 and 13 and 14, the psalmist conveys a deep desire to see the Lord's face. A belief as well that they would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I love how the psalmist describes a desire to experience God through their eyes, through their sight. After all, God gave us all five of these senses, and while some of us may be slowly losing our ability to see, or have, heard, or have had our hearing greatly reduced, we can still encounter God through all the senses that remain. Maybe this is a new concept for some of you, but you can encounter God through your taste buds, through your nose, through your skin. I know it might sound crazy, but think about it this way. When Jesus walked around, people could see him, right? He was a physical being, God incarnate on earth with us. People could see him with their eyes. That means people could actually see the face of God when they looked at Jesus. When Jesus walked around, people touched him. They could actually touch him. They could feel God through their skin. When Jesus spoke, people heard God's voice in their ears. While we don't have Jesus in the physical sense that the first century people in Jerusalem and Israel had him standing right here, we do have opportunities to encounter God through our senses, and it can happen every single day. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, how in the world can I encounter God through my taste buds, Sam? <laughs> that sounds crazy. But in Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. The psalmist says, taste and see. Not just see, taste and see. Human senses are all over the story of the Bible, by the way. God spoke into the ears of many prophets, including the prophet Samuel. God was visible to Saul in Jesus on the road to Damascus. God said, take and eat at the Last Supper, as, as Jesus shared that meal with his disciples. And he said, this is my body and this is my blood. God touched lepers and cleansed them of their disease. In 2 Corinthians 2, Paul says, we, the church, are the aroma of Christ. You and I are the smell of Jesus. God is visible audible, flavorful, tactile, and aromatic. So what does it look like to encounter God through our senses? That, my friends, is the question of the day, the question of the week, maybe even one of the most important questions of our lives. Behind this question is a truth that we're invited to consider. God has created us for relationship. God wants us to encounter him. God invites us to see, hear, taste, touch, and smell Him. God is not a machine. 
God is not a robot or a cosmic cloud way out there too far away to experience. God is right here, right now, with you and me. God walks with us everywhere we walk. God speaks to every one of us, even when we may not be paying attention or listening very well. God is present in the beauty of good and nourishing food and the blessing of pleasant and refreshing scents. And we can encounter God in our skin as we touch the soft petals of a lovely flower or feel the soothing texture of flowing water over our hands. God is everywhere and in everything. What's missing is our awareness of that fact. That's what's missing. So many people walk through life asleep to this wonderful truth, disconnected from the beauty of the Trinity, filling and surrounding and dwelling in all things. So what do we do with this wonderful revelation? We have to wake up. In Ephesians 5, Paul says, Sleeper, awake. Sit up, pay attention, notice, be aware. Attend to this. The invitation is to be mindful, to be aware, to be present to the presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when we leave this service and we go about our week, are we looking for God in our time shared with people in the dining room? Are we looking for God in the beauty of spring blossoms or birds singing outside our windows? Are we looking for God in the tastes and in the smells of life? The spiritual journey for followers of Jesus will involve all five of your senses. Many people have fallen into the theological trap of believing that all that matters is our spirit, or that somehow our spirits are somehow separate from our bodies. But when God created people, he took dirt and shaped and formed it and made human beings. And in that process, God gave us these eyes, these ears, these tongues, this skin, and these noses. Mine in particular is a little bit bigger. I think he gave me a little bit extra on the nose end. But I'm okay with that. It makes sure that the glasses don't fall off. God breathed life into our lungs when he made us. And even now, we share the life of God as we breathe. We take breath in, we breathe breath out. So don't go around sleepwalking, my friends. Don't let the darkness and evil and fear of the world rob you of the joy and the passion of sensing God with all five of your senses. Every minute of life is a blessing and a gift. Every minute of life is an opportunity to sense God's presence right here with you, right now. Every minute of life contains an invitation from God to see God with the eyes God created, to hear God with the ears God created, to taste God with the mouth God created, to touch God with the hands that God created, to smell God with the noses God created. Wake up and experience God in all things. When we begin to experience God in our daily life, we will also find ourselves drawn to share that experience with other people. When you see, hear, taste, touch, or smell God, tell someone about it. Oh, I tasted God in that absolutely wonderful meal. 
that was made with love. I could see the love made in that meal. I could smell God, that wonderful flower bouquet, that gift that someone gave me. I could see God in that warm embrace of two friends meeting each other and smiling and laughing. When you point that out, because you're awake and you're noticing God in all these things, you may be the person who opens the eyes of others to something they've been missing all along. And together we may find ourselves saying the same thing the psalmist said in Psalm 27. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's continue our service by singing the hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty.
Creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I just want to invite you, as we do each week, uh, if you come this morning to our service of worship carrying a heavy burden, either for yourself, something going on in your own life, or for another, someone else you would like us to pray for, I just want to invite you at this time to indicate that by raising your hand. Okay, please join me in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We've sung about it. We've heard about it from Scripture. We've prayed about it together. And in this moment, as we come, reflecting on the needs represented by these hands that have been raised, we come before you and we ask that you would provide grace, that you would provide hope, that you would provide peace and healing and reconciliation. We pray, God, for every situation and need that these hands represent, that you would be present. We know you're already there, but remind us, help us, encourage us. Lord, we ask for faith to trust you with each and every one of these situations. And we thank you that not only do we have the promise that you hear our prayers, but we know from the long story of our faith that you care about these various needs and situations even more than we do. Your love is present. Help us to experience it. Help us to sense it. And we thank you, Lord, that you hear every one of our prayers. We pray this together in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Now join me in praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now our next hymn uh, is Lord Who Throughout These Forty Days.